Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Where did we end off on chapter six? So oh, yeah, seven repetition. Just like this goddamn yeah, was just, what <laughs> series. That, what is that like? What an apt title! <laughs> I know. How was your week, Ben? Uh, pretty good, I think. Got anything you want to say about it? I'm well over ninety percent sure I broke up with that lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, what does she consider it? Uh, she seems. I think she's finally come to terms with so that. So she really was fighting it for real. She was. We, um... Mm. Yeah, we got together. You did? Last week. To talk. Did you make the coitus? No. Okay. You no, sure? I did that. You can be honest to the show, We, we went out. You're a friend of the show. In public. Be honest with... All right. Friend of the show? I am the show. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a talk, and did, yeah. you, did you lay down the law or something? What happened? Well, I thought I had already done that the first time, but... Yeah, we just talked some more, take. and I think it took this time. Okay. So, it's sad. Weird that she really was fighting you. I thought maybe she was just trying to do a gentle end. Well, I don't Not. know. She seemed to grow way more attached once I ended it than she was while we were seeing each other. It was strange. Hmm. Um, I wonder if you always have that effect on people, like friends. We should stop talking for like four months. See if I miss you. I think you would. <laughs> I don't think it would take that long. <laughs> Fine. So yeah, so that's good. I'm, uh, you know, I don't. It doesn't you feel, guys gonna it doesn't be feel able... good or anything? You don't want. You, well, no, of course it not. Been nice if it would have worked out, but it didn't. Yeah. Well, so are you guys gonna be able to be friends? Do you think, or is it just done, done? I don't think I want that. Oh, you don't? No. No. Oh, all right. Fine. I make yeah. peace with people. It's always kind of nice to do. Well, I think it, we left it amicably. We're we're fine. Don't you want to get emails from her with pictures of her kids? I the kids you never gave her? I don't like any of those things. <laughs> okay, fine. I stayed in touch with an ex-girlfriend from high school slash college. Okay. And um, it was nice, you know, yeah. catching up. How you doing? She turned out to just continue to be the turd that I broke up with back in <laughs> 1998. But, uh, but otherwise, it was nice to be able to, like, stay in touch. I, I wouldn't call this person a turd by any means. I... Uh... <laughs> Mine was <laughs> my high school slash college girlfriend. She is um, a turd. She's still a turd. Okay. She's uh, just Sorry. staying the same. Is that why you kept yeah. in touch? Just to see, like, let's see what this turd does with her life. No, I don't know. It was just kind of nice. It was it was pleasant. You shared time with someone and to be able to touch base or whatever you want. That sounded weird to say. Uh, just say, hey, how you doing? Oh, your life seems pretty good. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Like, it's just nice to do. It's a nice gesture. It yeah. wasn't like I sat around thinking about her in my free time. Like, I wonder if she ever got married and had those kids she wanted. I mean, if her paths were to cross again, I'd be fine. Like Getting caught, getting caught up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. but right. I, I'm not going to make any effort to stay in contact with her. I don't think. I'd rather just clean break. No, clean just break. Be, just be done with it. Let's move on with our lives. In six months from now, I'm going to be on a campaign to get you to reach out and say hi. <laughs> Just because I, mean, I, I want to see what happens. I might if I'm lonely. Because no. we, we clicked in certain ways. I mean, yeah, maybe oh, I'll get desperate. Are maybe you talking I'll reach about out. the coitus? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, what else has happened besides finally getting that clean break you've always been wanting? <laughs> always been wanting? <laughs> yep. Um, 
Got uh, what? Oh, is your mouth ready for some tips? I was just going to ask. I'm not forgetting about Gretchen's tips. Okay. Do Does she not? have mouth tips? Yeah. Or is it going to be like planting tips, gardening yeah. tips or something? All right, go on. She's got a mouth tip? Well, uh, no gardening tips. Just uh, kind of tip. Just open wide for an oral tip. Mm, all oral. Yeah. Gretchen tips. Here it is. Uh, you should always use a soft toothbrush, not medium or hard. It cleans better and doesn't damage your gums. Then why do they sell a medium or hard? I don't know, Gretchen. Why do they sell the medium and hard ones? She can give us these tips, but she gives us no backstory on why the industry of medium and hard exists. Yeah, Gretchen, a little context would be nice here. Yeah, a little context would be the What's worst the thing in the world. What's the big picture? <laughs> We're just supposed to blindly follow your yeah, advice exactly. now? Pull back a little bit. We give us appreciate a thousand yard it. view, for yeah. God's sake. I don't want to just hear about it. Okay, fine. I already use soft anyways because I have the gums of a 90-year-old. Just so sensitive. Yeah, I use medium because I can't find the stiff ones. You're supposed to get the soft ones. I know. Well, I don't know. Why Why didn't she tell me this personally? I know. Years ago. I've She's been seen... buying medium bristle brushes Was she for my around entire when you began life. buying your own brushes? Was she around? Wait, no, my mom wasn't absent. And my, what do you mean was she around? No, for example, uh, by the time my mom stopped buying me my toothbrushes and I was buying my own, I was living on my own. So she wasn't around to witness my purchases. It was... It was was she always buying you medium brushes because she wanted to see your mouth just go down the tubes? I don't know. I wasn't paying that close attention, I guess. And I, I don't know. Like, hmm. I feel like the soft ones, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's doing it, you know? You want to know what feels like it's doing it? Yeah, I just want to feel something. You want to feel something? You want to feel alive? Yeah. You get yourself a Philips uh, yeah. electric vibrating brush. So thing. I have mm. one. Mm, mm, mm. I've got some sort of fancy toothbrush, but I don't use it because I don't have... An outlet in my bathroom? <laughs> I was going to say electricity. <laughs> yeah. Well, not in the bathroom, so. You have an outlet in your bathroom? I live in an old apartment, and there's one outlet in the bathroom. But yeah, the outlet, one. But it's only on if the light is on. It's you like turn part... the light on, you brush your teeth. Well, but then when is it going <laughs> to charge? I have to leave the light on all day so my toothbrush can charge? Can you put the toothbrush out in the dining room? I mean, and then, yeah. And you know, scoop it up on your way into the bathroom? I could, but that seems weird. All right, fine. I'm telling you. Well, you know, the. Well, yeah, I'm going to take oral advice from a guy who just said he has the gums of a 90 year old. Yeah. Yeah, you four, know what you're talking about. Four rotten, yeah. rotten wisdom teeth that yeah. I've got to take time to get pulled out. Give me some poor advice about flossing, too, while you're at it. Hey, you know, she helped me in the arena yeah. flossing. Now mm-hmm. I floss. Okay. Not a drop of anything. It's a. Uh, oh, you're not bleeding all over the place anymore? No. No, I how about floss, that? floss, floss, floss. I floss oh. every time now. Yeah. Yeah. I even remember, like, oh, yeah, I ate Chipotle. I probably got to get some of that shit out. No, and I just good. floss it right out like a champion. Uh, and she, your she gave me that gift. No, I'm not going to brush my tongue. I'll throw up everywhere. A very sensitive oh, tongue. We'll just, I guess we'll just live with that breath. And Everything have. inside my mouth is the most sensitive thing ever <laughs> on this <laughs> earth. <laughs> and soft, Ben. It's so soft in there. <laughs> um, yeah, but maybe you should take her. I'll, I took the advice about flossing, and she's changed my entire world. Okay. Uh, you should take her advice on the soft brush. I guess so. Also, those things keep a charge. If you charge it up for a night, they stay charged for days and days and days. Fine. Just letting you know. All right. Anything else? That's it for your week? That's it for Gretchen's tips? Yeah, I think so. Is there anything else? For me? Yes. I went to Target because I... Without me? Yeah. You wouldn't have liked the trip. All right. I had to buy things that are embarrassing, like toilet paper. And I buy toilet paper because I have... My anus, which produces the amount of feces of three men, and then two girls that are always having to wipe 
everything. They don't just do butts. They have to do everything. <laughs> so I go through toilet paper like crazy. So I buy the huge amounts. And I've got my brand. But yeah. go into Target and I go into the toilet paper aisle and it's all empty except for this like bullshit Charmin brand with a big stupid smiling bear on so it. So people are panicking here about... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing is so and then also I was trying to get Pledge uh, and I walked past the uh, Clorox wipes. Like, I didn't know what the lane was. I just saw yeah. that all the shelves were empty, and I looked at, like, one of the little nameplates, and it's Clorox wipes completely gone. Not wow. a single one. At least in the toilet paper, there were three big things of toilet paper, and I got to get one okay. to hopefully last until they sell them again. Um, but when I was getting the toilet paper, there was this lady who was there. She's older, and she just turned around and goes, you know what? This is ridiculous to me and, like, one other guy behind me. Yeah. And I said, what, all the toilet paper's gone? She goes, yeah. She goes, I work in healthcare, and this is ridiculous. And I said, yeah. Well, was she there trying to buy toilet paper, though? Yeah, she was. In she was trying to stock up. She was trying to just get Did you tell her she was paper. a hypocrite? I don't know if she was stocking. I mean, I, you could okay. accuse me of stocking, but really, I just have a yeah. lot of butts and vaginas yeah. in my house that need to be wiped. So she says, this is ridiculous. Uh, everyone's panicking, and now it's like we're all out of toilet paper. And I said, yeah, since you seem to know what's going on, why is toilet paper something that people want when there's the coronavirus? Like, are they wrapping it around their hands like gloves? I don't get why you need so much toilet paper. Uh, I think they're stocking up on everything, aren't they? they? Is it just on the, just stocking to... up on the essentials so they don't have to leave the house? Yeah, that's about, that's what I was Which guessing. Which I would I would suggest. Why don't you go uh, shopping for a bidet instead? <laughs> <laughs> then you won't need the toilet paper. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe I should just load up on a ton. Of uh, paper towels, and then just get like an oversized garbage can, and just keep water in it. Drop the paper towel roll inside the garbage can, pull them out. You got wet wipes. Wipe yourself right off. Flush it right down the toilet. Okay. Think about it. I'd rather not think about that. Dump a bottle of scope in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So she was. She pointed that out, and I'm like, Yeah, you're right. And then I saw the Clorox wipes, and I'm like, Wow, there's none of those either. And then I was wandering around trying to find the tuna-related stuff for a snack for my cat. And they also have, like, big containers of vinegar. Okay. I'm not exaggerating. This lady pulled up with her cart and was blocking me so I couldn't get out because she yeah. had it crooked. She took seven or eight of those giant containers of vinegar and put it all on the bottom of her uh, thing. So educate me as to what's what does one need vinegar for? What does vinegar do? Uh, a lot of people believe that vinegar uh, is supposed to disinfect things, like as if you used bleach, but it's not so strong and toxic smelling or whatever. Why not just get bleach and dilute it with water? I don't know. Like but you're supposed my, to. Anyway. My sister was a big fan of that when I first moved and everything. She's like, oh yeah, you gotta use like half vinegar and half water. It disinfects and cleans everything. And I was like, oh really? So for the last year I sort of was doing that. Is that I'm like, true? Have you looked into the veracity well, of that had, claim? I'm... I did later. But okay. at first I thought, oh, that's way cheaper than buying like, you know, stuff to clean your counters with and the yeah. bathrooms and the kitchens and stuff. Um, I looked into it. No, it doesn't really. I mean, it does kill a couple bacteria, but not to the degree of like getting Clorox wipes. That actually will clean all okay. the bacteria off your countertops and stuff. So it's kind of just a giant myth. Um, it's no different really than just using water or using lemon juice would probably be with the same effect of like how many ger germs it kills. Okay. So anyways, this lady is just taken off with a ton of vinegar because she believes that it's going to be disinfecting clearly. Or she's got some weird project involving pickling things. Yeah, yeah, it could be just unrelated. Yeah, but the thing out of, I came out of with this is uh, 
everyone's focused on the Clorox wipes. Yeah. Everyone's focused on the hand sanitizer. That's gone, too. Most yeah. hand soaps are gone. It's crazy. It's like an apocalyptic scenario in there, but you know what no one's touching? What's nobody touching? Pledge. Wood okay. cleaner. All right. For your surfaces. Overflowing off the shelves with Pledge. Neglected Pledge. Normally, I go and I try to look for Pledge. It's, you know, somebody's already scooped it all up. Now, no one's getting the Pledge. I'm the guy that gets all the Pledge. I got two things of Pledge. Well, does Pledge disinfect or does it just shine? No, it just makes your surfaces look nice and smell good. I finally get to do that. Oh, okay. So, okay, you're not trying to disinfect. You just no, want to like, look nice. This is like finding out, like, everyone's like, oh, we got to stock up on bottled water and canned food. It turns out there's just, like, a ton of chocolate that everyone's ignoring, and you get to buy all of it. That's what I got with Pledge. Are people stocking up on bottled water? I don't know. They probably are. Why? Wouldn't the, no, same thing with the toilet sink, paper. Well, the sink still work, though? Uh, yeah, it's a clean water. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess that's probably a thing people aren't doing. But well, if they, you're stocking no, up I'm, on, they probably are, and... Why are they doing that? Yeah, you think stop buying bottled water? Bottle water. Bottle water is stupid to begin with. Stop buying it. It's a waste of plastic. And you just get sink water, and if you really hate the way it tastes, you just get a Brita water filter, and you're done. Yeah, that's what I do. You're fine. Yeah, stop wasting plastic, everybody. I had a friend that worked for uh, Culligan, yeah. whatever water, uh-huh. and uh, and when I first moved into the condo, he was trying to sell me on like a water system to put in my kitchen. I said, Yeah. I don't really need that. I have the Brita water thing. He's like, That doesn't filter out anything. You still got dirty water. I'm like, Dirty with what? <laughs> yeah, like, with naturally occurring minerals. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. And he's like, you can filter out so much if you use the system. I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> the water's fine. <laughs> if I don't like the way it tastes, you just get a water filter thing and you're done. It tastes fine. So a friend of mine has a Culligan, just like the jug that you'd see like in an office building or whatever. Oh, sure, like, sure. The water cooler. Do they deliver it to his house? Or is this at his work? No, it's at his house. Because he lives up north and his water tastes terrible. Oh, okay. Like, I, I can't drink it. So Sure. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's not, he doesn't have like a filtration system or something. He just has like the water cooler that you would find in an office. Yeah, that's funny. Just sitting there. And just jug after jug after. So what does he yeah. do? Is he like, oh, gonna boil up some spaghetti and then he just like starts filling it up from the water, the colored yeah, water thing? Yeah, I think so. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Anything else about your week, Ben? <laughs> uh, it's quite nice this last weekend, weather wise. Did you yes. get out? Did you enjoy the warm weather? The unseasonably warm weather? Uh, only slightly. Okay. Not too much. I was doing house cleaning and other junk, mm. which is the reason why I was inspired to go out and buy some pledge. Okay. Man, I cannot wait. Tonight after you're gone, I'm going to record another podcast. Yeah. And then I'm just going to spend the whole evening just listening to music and doing and pledge. All right. All over the place. Don't forget to sleep at some point. Hmm. You, have a, you have a job to go do, don't you? Well, if you get a party. How's the job going? Did you have that big potluck yet? No, we haven't. Uh, I don't have the pot left till April, so it's going to be a little Ooh, April. It's coming up. It's coming up real fast. What are you going to do? Do you have a plan in place? Um, no, I still don't. I have oh, made jokes shit. about... Is there a sign-up sheet? Are people no, we're committing to... There's no signing up. You're just assigned. Assigned so, to what? Like, you hey, Glenn, bring you're bringing a casserole. It better be good. No, they don't tell you what to bring. You do have to just like bring something. So you talk amongst the team okay. that are in charge for that month, and then you bring something. I'll just bring, like, a cookie cake or something stupid. Go to the cheesemonger and get a huge wheel of cheese. <laughs> is the cheesemonger an actual place, or is that just what you call people that specialize in cheese? I think it's just what you call the people who specialize I think in a cheese. cheesemonger is a person, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know if it was, like, a store. Like, oh, yeah, I go to the cheesemonger, like, once a month. No, I think, think monger is a person, not a place, isn't it? Well, you could still call a store and something monger, shoemonger. You specialize in crafting your own leather shoes. I mean, well, that's, you can... that's a cobbler. <laughs> 
yeah, you're right. I'm just saying you can call anything you want the store name. Now what are you doing? You're gonna look. I'm up, looking up monger. I believe you. That yes, well, no, it's the title. Well, no, I'm kind of curious. Like no, a fishmonger. I, I know about fishmongers. I just want to make sure I'm correct here. You can also have your own seafood restaurant called Fishmonger if you want. Is my point. Well, yeah, but I think it's not going to confuse people, and then they just start peeing when they're in front of your store because they don't know what to think about. Ooh, a monger is a merchant, dealer, or trader, as opposed to a peddler who is a traveling vendor of goods. Huh. Then you got a peddler. So yeah, maybe. Screw the cheesemonger. Find the cheese peddler who has the exotic <laughs> cheeses that he's uh, traveling with. And just imagining like a scenario where you have a a small town in Minnesota, and all of a sudden the people come out of their houses. Cheese mo- or the cheese peddlers here. Cheese peddlers here, everyone. <laughs> oh, cheese! <laughs> Little kids with no shoes on running up to the cheese yeah. peddler. Anyway, so. all right. Well, let's do the show. Chapter 7. Yeah. What was the title of that chapter? Repetition. How fitting. I know. For this whole goddamn book. Nay, the series. <laughs> the whole goddamn book. Nay, the series itself. It has been a long, ugly road. And we still yeah, have one more episode to do. with beautiful people, though. I mean, physically beautiful. They're ugly. I know. I love how basically... I mean, this is all just talk of the wrap-up, I'm sure, but... Basically, this book is the exact same thing as the first book, but just the yeah. vampires aren't around. So now we've found wolf people that she can literally do all the same activities with and treat the same and have them say, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does <sighs> hmm. does the author presume that the reader is as dumb as the main character, Bella? I think or, the author... I mean, is that... Because... The things that are going on, you're figuring them out chapters in advance of Bella. Figuring them out, like... And I don't know if when the big reveal that Jacob is actually a werewolf, like, is the reader supposed to be surprised at that point, as surprised as Bella is? As I was getting through these chapters, and he's, like, hinting around the secret life he lives, and I thought... Didn't they say he was a werewolf in the first book, or am I just assuming that because I know? They did, right? I swear they did, but I guess not. And I think that, well, I think they presented it basically as this silly legend that the those simple Indians on the reservation tell each other. But I swear, I don't know. Well, no, because then I think, didn't she at some point remember the conversation? Yeah, that was later. Okay. I, I... I'm just wondering, I would like Finish to give thought, the, the young chapter. adults who read this crap, I want to give them a little bit more credit. Like, surely they can't be as dumb as the characters in the book. Isn't everybody well, reading this book, figuring this stuff? Like, what's the point of this? Like, why do I need to read I know. four chapters of an idiot figuring out that her boyfriends are werewolf? I know. And that's the thing is, I think, I mean, when they, in the last book, they definitely brought up the legend of, you know, his tribe and whatever and the werewolves and stuff. He brought that up. Um, I swear he brought it up in the context of the werewolves are always the enemies of vampires. Or did Edward say that? Someone said that at some point. No, I I think he did. But I think they were like, I think when Jacob was telling Bella that in the first book, like he didn't believe it. He was just saying like, oh, this is the legend that we tell each other here on the the rest. I think I I might be misremembering that though. And I'm not about to go back and look it I'm not pinning you down on anything. I was just thinking, 
Was he telling it like, it's one thing to say like, oh, we got this legend of werewolves that uh, my people, blah, 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 blah. And then also vampires just thrown in. So it's like, I thought it was kind of agreed that everyone knows who everyone is at that point in the book. But I guess not because here, well, I think they're dancing around the topic of him being a a werewolf. I think Bella's a moron. Well, that's the other thing is I think Myers, Meyer spelled it out handed it to you. These are werewolves and they're the only enemies of vampires and they have a truce. They talked about the treaty in the last book. I yeah, swear you're right. they yeah. did. They, I, the vampires talked about this it? This is all, yeah, this ringing a bell. I wasn't about to go back, pick up the no. the first book and look not this gonna, out. I'm not going to go listen to the podcast we did because I wanted to relive <laughs> the entire experience. But uh, they talked about the treaty and stuff so it's like the reader from the first book knows there's werewolves and vampires yeah. and She's dancing around it in this book. I don't think that the author thinks we don't know. I think that she knows we know because she handed it to us. She's just doing the dance. Sort of like when she witnessed someone uh, cliff jumping, she... Let's save this for the end of the show. I mean, we don't have... No, no, we have a format. We stick to the format. Well, we can be freeform. We're going to stick to the format then. Chapter 7! We were kind of flowing there, but... Uh, No, we're going to block that flow. Uh... Because I have so much to say, but we should just get through the damn chapters and then have to say it. Bella visits the Cullen House again. Uh, She's trying to recreate uh, the the abandoned Cullen House. The abandoned Cullen House. But she's uh, she wants to recreate something. uh, Try to get another deja vu moment so that she can hear Edward's voice again. Jacob's been working on the bikes and they're ready now. Uh, Takes her on a ride. Uh, Jacob tells her about the Lapush Gang, led by Sam Yuli and how they consider themselves protectors. They seem like a cult. Jacob's a little nervous to be around him because basically... Yeah, he doesn't like them. People get near them and then all of a sudden fall into some kind of illness that lasts a week, and then they are different. And yeah. it's part of this gang, so it's like as if they've been possessed or something. Yeah. Boy, I wonder what could be going on there. Yeah. It's such a mystery. Um, Boy, but, they all stick together like a pack of... Pack of what? I don't know. Just it's like huh. a very... Close knit pack of friends. I don't really focused on the word pack. Yeah, huh? I don't know. You're not using gaggle or anything. You're just saying pack over and over again. Yeah, it's not a herd. It's a pack. (laughs) A murder. (laughs) They. uh, So this is the chapter where Bella sees the cliff diving and gets scared. Yeah. What I was just about to battle on, where I had to stop myself, was that this is where they mention cliff diving. This is where they talk about how dangerous it is. Yeah. You know she's going to end up cliff diving. Yeah, I don't how know why. How many chapters do you have to wait till it happens? And it's not even yeah. something exciting enough where you're just excited for it to happen. You don't no. care. It, uh, by eight chapters, that's how long it took. <laughs> I know. It's so Because it was in chapter seven. It wasn't chapter 15 when she finally dived off the cliff. I think you're right. It was chapter 15 I think that's 16. the cliffhanger that Yeah, because chapter 16. Yeah. yeah. Back, to the, uh-huh. back to the format, Ben. Oh, sorry to spoil it. She's, yeah. She goes cliff diving in eight chapters from now. They have to jump off a cliff as some sort of right, this gang, by Sam Yuli. Yeah. Uh, so that's how he explains it to her. Like, the, Don't you go do it. This pack of teenagers. This gaggle. Uh, the gang is creepy. Do, uh, do they only dive off the cliff when there's a full moon? I, I can't remember. No, thanks. That would be oh. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and they all go, ow, as they jump off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's strange. I can't figure out why they're doing that. Uh, the gang is creepy. Embry, one of the friends, uh, recently got recruited, so he kind of disappeared. And so Jacob's all nervous for no freaking reason. You could just go ask Embry what's going on. Uh, they get sick for about a week, blah, blah, blah. Um, she hugs him and says, you don't have to join, and he loves that hug. You mentioned the motorcycles that Jacob was fixing up. Oh, yeah, he was fixing up. Um, really good at it. I, I understand Jacob is a, he's a strapping young lad. 
He's tall. He and is. muscular. He is. And beautiful. Uh, but it, he was described as loading the bikes into the bed of the truck with ease. <laughs> I, like, I don't care, like, how big this kid is. He's not just, like, picking up motorcycles and tossing them on the back of a pickup. Well, maybe that's one of those. With ease. I, I can't. Motorcycles are heavy. I can't tell if that's a clue that there might be something about him that's not normal. I can't tell. Well, he or is he just really strong? Because he hasn't gone through that transition yet. What are you talking about? Weird. What transition? He's oh. a werewolf. What? Come on, Ben. Well, I don't know. Let's, let's find let's out. Let's keep reading. Maybe we'll find out in four more chapters. Chapter eight, adrenaline. Yeah. Bella's finally going to learn how to ride that motorcycle. Jacob yeah. says, you got to hold that clutch like a grenade and only let it go when you're ready. I bet you she'll be a natural at that. She's so graceful. You know, I feel like there was. they said at one point in this story that she's not, and she's really clumsy. Yeah. Well, let's see how this goes. She uh, gets on there, starts uh, motorcycling it up. Here's Edward's voice. Like, oh, there's a there's a curve up the road. And then she freaks out. She lets go of the clutch, and she crashes, and she winds up banging her head. She's bleeding in her head. Yeah. Has to go get stitches, uh, but she's happy because being reckless paid off because uh, she got to hear Edward's voice. Uh, she wants Jacob to help her do it again. He's like, heck no, you're bleeding. So she gets the stitches. Yeah, this seems like a healthy relationship dynamic she's got going on here. Yeah, I know. She can't get over her ex-boyfriend while she's got this guy thinking that she likes him. I don't know. Then she says that uh, she tells her dad that she got it while uh, she fell on a hammer. Yeah, she was just That's hanging out in dad. the garage and she walked into a hammer. I love that there's a hammer positioned on the floor just so that when you suddenly are standing with your feet, you're like, bop, you're like, <laughs> 180, your head goes straight down on the hammer. <laughs> so uh, dad doesn't buy it because the um, the doctor calls saying that she probably has a concussion after those stitches we gave her. And so then she lies and says, well, I got it while hiking in the woods. And somehow that's more believable. And yeah. then the dad goes, oh, there's bears out there. You shouldn't go out there. Yeah, really big bears. Um, boy, I wonder what these huge bears, I mean, boy, they're bigger than any bear I've ever seen. They're weird bears. I wonder what they could be. That's the other thing. If you're a werewolf, do you get abnormally large? I just thought you turned into a dog. Wait, who's a werewolf? I don't Why know. are you talking about werewolves? I was just thinking out that's loud. Not, that's a mythical beast. Well, there's no werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, um, she. Uh, they decide to hold off on being around the, or doing the bikes. So then when her and Jacob get together, like they do every single day in their free time. Yeah which is not abnormal. Friendships are just like that all the time. Don't expect anything more than that. She takes, she tricks Jacob into trying to go out into the woods to help her find the secret spot that her and Edward used to go to. Oh, that magical meadow. Yeah, the meadow. Um, Where he sparkled in the sunshine. Jacob's worried about Billy joining the gang. She wonders out loud if they'll meet the bears. Jacob says the bears do not eat people, but that Bella might be a tasty exception. Bella is reminded of a similar conversation in the past with a man named Edward. I bet you taste good. That was a quote from there. Wait, you're saying that to... Oh, oh, you're quoting the book. Yeah. So, anything you want to say about that chapter? No. Chapter 9, Third <laughs> Wheel, Valentine's Day! <laughs> Jacob yeah. gives her a box of candy. That's the opening right there in the first paragraph. Uh, she's trying to stay busy, so she doesn't have to think about Edward. Uh, she decides she can't avoid Mike any longer. He's been bugging her to go see a movie, go do something. So she says, sure... Let's get a whole group of people together and go see a movie together, which makes Mike all, aww. (laughs) So she scoops Jacob into that. Uh, None of the other kids want to show up, so it's just her and Jacob. They go see a horror flick, this time no romance, because she doesn't want to be feeling sad. too painful for her. Uh, You have the really well-written 
part where it's <laughs> one guy sitting on each side of her, and they both are putting yeah. their hands out. Their pinky kind of getting closer and closer to yeah. her, and so she crosses her arms to keep her hands away from. Did they have their like palms up or something? Yeah, I thought something that was, like that. I'm just joking weird. about the pinky, but yeah, it was like this. Both of them are trying to gesture towards yeah. hold my hand. Yeah, because you got to keep pounding it into the reader that she is the most beautiful and important person that's ever been created in the eyes of God. Uh, they see the horror flick. Mike gets sick, and I wrote, you yeah. pussy. Uh, yeah. He throws up in the bathroom. Jacob tries to put his arm around her while they're standing outside the bathroom. She pulls away. Jacob says he knows she's trying to get over, quote, that other one. Uh, but he's patient, so yeah. instead of shutting him down and being like, no, for real, I'm not interested, uh, she lets that go. Uh, he tries to hold her hand again and notices the scar from where she was bitten. It's cold. I suppose. Fine. It's what? That's and fine. I have my note. Why is it okay for the protagonist to uh, string Jacob along? Uh, she could just sit him down and make it clear that she's not interested in him that way. <laughs> but instead, she spends all her free time hanging out at his house and stuff. Yeah. Because he makes her feel better, and that's all that matters. Yeah, he fills the hole in her heart or something. Yeah. She keeps talking about her hole. There's a Jacob-shaped, or there's an Edward-shaped hole yeah. in her heart that he, oh, he fills. We could really get dirty with this. Yeah. Uh, Mike comes out and admits he's been sick the, before the movie. It's a flu going around. So then Jacob gets sick as he's dropping Bella off at her house. Yeah. Bella gets sick. Uh, she feels his, his head and it's super warm and his arm is super warm. Like yeah. abnormally warm or whatever. She thinks it's a fever. Like really warm. Real, real warm. Like unnaturally warm. What are you trying to say? Like supernaturally warm. I don't understand what superpower that would be. I don't know. It's weird. Like I can't figure it out. Hand? I can't figure out what's going on here. <laughs> Uh, she just wishes that he would just be a friend and not have the hots for her. Bella throws up uh, from the flu and checks in on Jacob, who hasn't called her at the end of the night. Jacob's too sick to talk. The next day, Mike calls her and says he's better, and she's relieved because that means that she'll feel better. She calls Jacob, but he's worse. His whole body aches and he can't go to school. Completely annoying, worthless, worthless chapter. You could remove that entire chapter from the book and you would not you lose anything. You could remove half the book. I know. Be fine. Why is this book almost 600 pages long? I feel like from the beginning... Edward it's takes so off. Long. You're like, okay, well, he's going to come back. So we're just going to sit through a handful of chapters of her life without Edward, but uh, yeah, then no. he's going to make a dramatic return. No, this we're no. deep into the book, and it's as if we're just on the first chapter. Nothing exciting is going on. I miss Edward, too. I miss him grinning and growling when he talks. There's still plenty of grinning and oh, growling a, going on without him. I've got a quote. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 10, The Meadow. Yeah. Bella calls Jacob, but he's not doing any better. Billy says that it might be mono. Uh, yeah, that's the kissing disease. Yeah, then she spends time looking it up. That was yeah. really annoying to read. Uh, <laughs> to, like, find out what mono, how long does it last? No, about a, like, a, a month, month or something. Oh, no. Yeah. I can't be without him for a month. He has to serve the purpose of distracting me. <laughs> so uh, she wants to visit him. He's told not to. She goes a week without Jacob, and she's all self-centered about him. She misses him and can't be alone, but then she thinks about Edward all the time. She calls Jacob, and Billy says he went out with friends. He doesn't have mono. Uh, she decides to hike out uh, to the spot where uh, the meadow or whatever. With well, she was searching for the meadow, and she, she finally finds it. Yep. Uh, she knows it's dangerous since uh, someone went missing out there. Yeah, because of all those big bears. Bears. They're just bears, uh, They're man. obviously bears. They're just bears. Because they're, just, they're clearly just bears. Because dogs don't get as big as a Kodiak, whatever. Wait, a dog? Who said anything about a dog? The clearing is empty. They're bears. <laughs> we've, we've established they're bears. I said that the clearing is empty and lame, just like the Cullen house. They're just bears, Ben. I know, we're agreeing that they're just bears. Maybe they're bears that go to college. Why would you? <laughs> she runs into Laurent. <laughs> Laurent? Well, he's, he's French, so I believe it's pronounced Laurent. Laurent. He's a vampire. 
who is with James, who attacked her, uh, who yeah. wants to eat her. We remember this from the first terrible book in the series. Yeah, that whole fight scene that we didn't get to read about. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I still remember you being like, did you realize I went back and they didn't just drop it off? Like, there was a fight scene. I'm like, there was? How did I miss an entire fight scene? Like, well, they reference it later when she's in the <laughs> hospital without detail or anything. Yeah. Um, so I love that. So that's uh, James who attacked her, uh, he wants to eat her. He asks if the... He asks if the Cullens come back often. She hears Edward's voice go, lie about it. So she tries to lie, and he doesn't buy it. Uh, he says that he and his uh, girlfriend, Victoria, were spe- specifically coming to find her for revenge over James' death. Laurent becomes afraid. Uh, Bella follows his gaze to find the large, bearish wolf, possibly uh, inching toward him. Wait, what? There's a pack of these wolves. I just, I don't know where my notes Peck are Well, Where'd that come from? Um, I wasn't expecting that. Unrelated to the bears. Yeah. There happens to be a pack of wolves. Huge wolves. Unrelated to the bears. With intelligent eyes. I didn't actually say that part yet. Oh. Weird. It's like you know something. Uh, there's a pack of them. Yeah. Uh, instead of confronting them, Laurent turns and runs. The wolves run after him. Wait, why is Laurent scared of a few dogs? Yeah, because... Vampires don't even know how to commit suicide because they're so indestructible, but a wolf scares them? I don't get it. One of the wolves looks at Bella and is reminded of Jacob for some reason. You think he would just eat the wolves? (laughs) They do it with bunnies and everything else. Why would a wolf... Moving on, she makes it home and realizes that the bad vampires are after her and the good vampires are not there to save her. She also realizes that whatever danger happens to her can happen to Charlie. So she does, she is capable of caring about another human in this story. If the good vampires aren't there to save her, I hope some other creature can save her. What could it be, though? I don't know what it could possibly be. I'm starting to wonder if something's up with these wolves. The wolves that are unrelated to the bears. Yeah. One of them reminded her of Jacob. I think it's probably just a coincidence. Yeah. But also, uh, I'm still not convinced that Edward's voice in her head is, she's probably just making it up. Yeah. She just misses him. Um, before we move on to the next chapter, mm-hmm. in in that chapter, before she went to the meadow and, and ran into Long, <laughs> um, she was like trying to figure out, she was trying to round up some friends to hang out with or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, she said she wasn't going to call Jessica. As far as I could tell, Jessica had crossed over to the dark side. <laughs> Which is... Jessica is, like... Bella's, What's the dark side? I missed that. What is it? I, what is she just, referencing? She's, just she's being, a jerk? She's being mean to her. And of course she is. Like, you were treating her like shit for six months. What Why does she the, want to talk to you anymore? Whatever Why is that crossing to the, to the dark side? I guess I'm lost in the dark yeah, side thing. Because what happened to chapter six where they're all like, oh my god, she spoke as if she's yeah. a friend again? Well, Jessica didn't like it because, you know, they left that movie and then went to McDonald's and she was confronting those guys outside the bar. I thought and now she's not talking to her anymore. Yeah. And Bella thinks that's crossing to the dark side. What? Bella's a terrible person. Why wouldn't you talk to new people? What is she scared of? You see a couple of guys hanging outside of a bar? Go talk to them. Make some friends. Yeah. How are you going to make friends if you don't talk to new people? Anyway, Bella, if you treat your friends like shit, they're going to stop wanting to hang out with you. It doesn't mean they've gone to the dark side. I'm on Team Jessica. It means they're... I am, too. She's <laughs> taking care of herself. Don't say she's crossed to the dark side. Chapter 11, cult. Uh, Bella still hasn't heard from Jacob. She's worried. Tells her dad as much as she can about the cult situation without giving away too much. Dad says not to worry because Billy likes Sam, so it's fine. Jacob's been busy. Uh, there was another bear situation in the woods uh, with blood. She decides to go oh. to Jacob's house and stay there all day if she has to. This bear situation is getting out of hand. 
Yeah, I'm getting confused between bears and wolves all the time. Uh, I wrote, isn't this the kind of thing someone well, would do? Well, it's pretty, I mean, bears are a lot bigger than wolves. It should be easy to keep them separate. Do you think so? Yeah. Also, these are not the smartest people in the town. I said uh, she's basically like, why would she lead Jacob on so that she can't live without him? Uh, why won't she tell Jacob how she just wants him to be like a brother? So she's doing stuff like hanging around outside his house all day, which is the kind of thing that a girl who likes you would do or a boy who likes you would do. Yeah. She's just doing it and still like, I don't know why you think I like you. Just be my big brother. On the way there, she sees Quill, who's nervous about the cult, says that Jacob's changed. Uh, when Bella plants her butt outside Jacob's, uh, he walks up to her car window and is grumpy that she's there. He's bigger and older looking. His long hair is cut short now. And she dislikes the other people with them. They all look the same. And she wishes she was a vampire to kick their butts. They walk and talk, but Jacob isn't saying much. Uh, he tells Bella that he was wrong about Sam and she wouldn't understand. She blames Sam for brainwashing him, which angers Jacob. Jacob says if Bella wants to blame someone, she should blame those blood-sucking Cullens. Bella's feelings get hurt. Jacob says they can't be friends anymore. She goes home. After talking with uh, Charlie, she goes to her room. Uh, she can hear Charlie talking to Billy, uh, saying that it's her fault, and uh, or that they're insinuating that it's her fault about the bad moods, and uh, then she is alone and cries until there's a scratch at the window. This so, is also tedious. Completely tedious. Ugh. As I was taking these notes, did I you, was just you, annoyed. I know. Did you like? Why the, do I have to write this down? None of this has any importance to the story. Did you get the? Did you catch the part where they hissed at each other? <laughs> they've they've moved on from grinning and growling to hissing. Go yes. ahead, he hissed. Yeah. Alone, I hissed. <laughs> That's hilarious. This is Eric's face. I didn't catch now. the... I'm, I'm so hyper-tuned at uh, grinning that uh, when I got this other quote, I was like, oh, this is a good one. This yeah. is juicy. Is it? Well, there's nuances to grinning, okay. which you'll find later. Yeah. Chapter 12, Intruder. Sweet, sweet Jacob is climbing through the window. Uh, she wants him out, but he's come to apologize. He's physically prevented from explaining what's going on, like some kind of mysterious force is preventing him. He says he's committed uh, to finishing whatever the secret is. Boy, she this says, sounds compelling. I wonder what the secret could possibly be. Well, it probably has something to do with like the also influx mis- of bears and wolves that are going on in town. It's also mysterious. I wish Stephanie Meyer would stop torturing me like this and just tell me what's going <laughs> Literally on. Literally, I have no idea what's going on, yeah. but it's the mystery that draws me into these stories. Yeah, uh, He's commissioned... Uh, she says she doesn't have any... Want, uh, she says he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. Uh, she suggests that they run away together to keep him safe. My note being, again, she doesn't like him romantically. Why does she keep doing all the things she did with Edward? <laughs> She's literally confusing this character She's into thinking, I like you. I have strong feelings for you. Let's run away together. Because she's trying to fill her hole. But that's, yes, I understand. But the author who's writing this is not helping any teenage kid reading it or an adult, a weird, weirdly impressionable adult, by thinking, this is normal stuff to do with people you have no interest in. It's basically sending the message of, like, just play with people till you get what you want. You need the emotional support. Make them think that you like them. Yeah. Whatever. It's just, it's just annoying. So he tells her to remember the stories he told her last year on the beach. Uh, try to guess at what he's doing because he can't tell her. Uh, they hug and he's really warm. Yeah, what could it be? Bella has a sweet dream that night. Jacob was with her in a familiar place. Uh, so how did she not remember this story to begin with? That's what's driving me He's telling me nuts. her to remember this story. This I know fantastical story about vampires and werewolves, and she doesn't remember it. I might have to go back and find out what the mention of the pact was between vampires and werewolves. Like I, 
I don't well, want to, but like I swear she was told all this and she knew she that was. they were werewolves. Yeah, she, but she was told. apparently not. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. They're werewolves? Hmm? What? According to the myth. Anyways, moving on. Just Jacob a, was just in a, a myth, familiar right? place. There's no way it's something like that could be real. Of course then it's a he, myth. <laughs> yeah, well, don't, I mean, don't be ridiculous. When Bella awakens, oh, he changes and turns into a huge wolf in her dream. In her dream, she has this. Well, yeah, because that would never happen in real no, life. No, of course not. Of course it was a dream. The <laughs> only weird, abnormal, uh, paranormal thing that could happen in the world is just vampires, and it stops there. So this whole wolf thing is just crazy. When Bella awakes, she remembers the legend of Quillette. Uh, the legend says that they've evolved from creatures, uh, humans who have become men. Werewolves, Bella is pretty sure that the Seeker cannot uh, believe it forks as these sort of mythical things. And I wrote, I swear to God, she already knew about werewolves in the last book. Yeah, well, and it's all spelled out here in in this chapter. What's that? What, the, oh, so from what is, she remembers? Yeah, she's yeah. just quoting like the, from the first book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Here's that quote. Wolves that turn into men, like our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was weird. You wolves that them... turn into men, so like you're always just a wolf? You're not a man that turns into a wolf? Like your base is wolf? That's your baseline, wolf. I guess so. Turning yeah. into a man's the abnormal part. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a dumb book. All right, so Bella sets out to see Jacob. Before she, uh, she leaves, her dad says that there's another attack. The attacks are being made by werewolves, so Jacob, Sam, and Embry, all the others. Uh, she wants to warn Jacob, but if he's part of the attacks, she doesn't want to be involved with him. Here comes the quote. He grinned. It wasn't the old grin that I knew and loved. It was a new grin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, grin nuances. Nuanced I, grins. <laughs> I am chagrined by this whole fucking book. <laughs> I just love that. It was just like, she's really embraced, like, she's aware of the grin problem she yeah. has in her book that she has to talk about the different types of grins. Yeah. Chapter 13, Killer. Bella storms into the black house. The Black's house, whatever. She demands to see Jacob. Billy says he isn't around. Uh, she said her dad's going into the wo- woods to shoot at the wolves. Yeah. Uh, and then that makes Billy go, oh, okay, well, Jacob's in the back room sleeping. So then she goes <laughs> back there and he's sleeping. He's so cute when he sleeps that she doesn't want to wake him up. So she doesn't. She tells her dad, uh, tell him to come meet me at the beach. All of this okay. is like it was written by a 12-year-old. Like, he's sitting there sleeping and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to the beach for an inordinate amount of time. It could be three hours. It depends on how long he's sleeping. Yeah. Tell him to meet me there, and I will just stay there, I, even if it's like midnight. Yeah, I'm going to go there by myself. <laughs> yeah, she's I know, already got a vampire. I after. know there's an evil vampire hunting me. Mm-hmm. I also think I know that there's a pack of werewolves indiscriminately <laughs> killing people in the woods. I'm going to walk down to the beach. Yep. So that's what she. That's it's just another like scene. Like oh, this would be great if they're back at the beach where he told her the story. Like it's just not oh, thought out. Oh, you're right. I didn't think of that. No, that is nice. <laughs> Uh, so she's back at the beach. Uh, Jacob shows up. She uh, tells Jacob that there are men with guns out there. He's not concerned and warns that they could get hurt too. Bella accuses him of being the type to kill him. Jacob gets angry and calls her a hypocrite for hanging out with vampires and not afraid of them. Edward's sweet, sweet voice pipes in and tells her to back down and not push him. Jacob is misunderstanding and thinks that she's afraid of wolves. She says she could care less. She doesn't want him killing anyone. Jacob tells her, it's not the werewolves killing people. It's vampires like Laurent. The wolves have been hunting them to protect people. Uh, they've been anyway, too Laurent late. is dead. Does she know at this point? The wolves ate Laurent. Mm. It's the other vampire hunting her at this point. Uh, anyway. They've been too late in helping people. The vampires get there first. Oh, they killed Laurent. And so I wrote, so they can die. 
So well, earlier, they just don't know how to kill themselves. Clearly, you just get in front of a bunch of wolves. Werewolves. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's it. You die by it's like getting like committing suicide by cop. Like you yeah. just do something, wave a gun around, they'll all shoot you, and you die. Uh, do that with werewolves. Go find them. Pretend like you're going to kill someone and get killed by the werewolf. Kinda, Done. You kinda, can die as a vampire now. Kind of hard to find a werewolf, though, isn't it? What do they do to kill a vampire that can't be done with, like, a giant, like, tractor? <laughs> you just run over them. I don't know. Uh, now they're looking for the red-headed vampire. Bella tells him about Victoria, how she's trying to get revenge for killing James. Apparently this is, quote-unquote, important information because the wolves couldn't figure out her, quote-unquote, angle. As if that matters at all. What's her motivation? Why is she coming after her? Well, let's hold off on getting her yet, because we got to understand what she's doing. Uh, he brings her to his clan of, quote, protectors, so that she can tell them about it. Uh, he also tells her it's not safe to be around him because he gets angry, he changes, and may not be able to control himself. She could get hurt. I wrote, Jesus Christ, this again. And yeah. I said, is there ever yeah. going to oh, be a love interest that familiar. doesn't threaten to murder her? What about Mike Newton? He seems like a nice boy. Apparently he's not important. Well, have you noticed she's never been interested in him? Oh, even though at the beginning of this book, they made a point of saying he got much more attractive over the summer. No, no. Well, he doesn't want to kill her. He's not going to... So she could be attracted to an abusive relationship with a werewolf where it's like, yeah. wow, that's... As far as loving abusive relationships, that's really cool because yeah. he could tear your heart out and yeah. stuff. Or vampires, that's really cool. He could make me undead or destroy me. Then there's Mike. What's he going to punch yeah. her? Yeah. That's As far as loving abusive relationship scenarios, that's yeah. the most boring one. Um, so in this chapter... Jacob was explaining the werewolf thing more to her and uh, he was explaining how they're kind of psychically connected and mm-hmm. seeing oh, yeah, you lead right. the way to the pack and mm-hmm. read their thoughts and uh, I love that they have to change into wolves real quick yeah, and then like send their thoughts over to a friend like you're sending a text message yeah. and then go back to human again <laughs> yeah uh, anyway so he was kind of explaining some of that stuff and, and Bella made some comment to demonstrate that she comprehended what Jacob was telling her and Jacob said you're quick <laughs> Which, no, she's not. <laughs> quick. Yeah, he wasn't being sarcastic either. He said that sincerely. Yeah, because in this she's book, not quick. everyone's rescuing her when she's doing the dumbest things on earth, and none of them resent her for it. I would totally, yeah. if I was her dad, I'd be so tired of this kid. Yeah. You're going to ride a bike when yeah. you... She's, she's a sweet girl, but she's kind of slow, I think is how I would describe it. But Jacob thinks she's quick. Yeah. I don't think she is. Well, he's not I thinking disagree. with his right brain <laughs> head. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll set it that one out. Chapter 14, <laughs> family. Yeah, um, but I stopped taking notes at this point. So uh, well, good thing I was I, getting really sick of this again. I know. It's not, I, I'm not even like taking down quotes. I'm like, uh, I should be paying more attention to no. like funny quotes. And I just, it's fine. every chapter is the same. Uh, when Sam and the other boys arrive, they're not happy to see Jacob with Bella. Paul loses his temper and changes into a werewolf. Jacob turns into one, too, and they fight. I wrote, didn't this shit happen with the vampires? Why is she supposed to be so worth fighting over? What's the point of turning into a wolf to kill her? Doesn't it go against what Jacob was just saying earlier? If you're so pissed that you turn into a wolf, couldn't you just walk off and say I'm really upset right now? Well, no. Yeah. They can't control it. Well, then go away. I'm getting real angry. I'm sure the turning into a wolf isn't like, ah, crap, it happened again. Like, it probably takes, go away. Or tell the others, hey, I'm getting angry at this girl. I don't want to kill her because we are not murderers, that he said earlier. Yeah. But apparently that's bullshit, and then Jacob just has to go and fight him to save her because nothing is thought out in this book. Well, I think they also kind of like fighting. 
Sure. It's like play, to, you've seen puppies. They, they like to fuss and fight. Yeah, they, yeah I get what you're saying. And I think that's what they're doing here. Because then after this big fight between Jacob and Paul, they uh, go back and have eggs. <laughs> they're teasing each other about the wounds they inflicted on him. So I also wrote, if uh, being a wolf makes you it makes it hard to control your urge to kill, how are they saving humans from the vampires then? How come it's not just a bloodbath all over the place? So nothing's ever thought out. The other kids bring Bella to Emily, Sam's girlfriend. Here's more abusive relationship shit. Yeah, Emily has scars on the side of her face where she had once uh, gotten too close to Sam when he changed. But she's happy though, and when Sam arrives, Bella can tell it that they're really in love. Yeah, it's like... It, it's just it's getting re- overt. It's really bad scars, too. Like, Bella had to be warned before she met this person. Like, yeah. don't don't stare. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding. I'm yeah. not trying to just, like, say something inflammatory. Like, I think this author really, really romanticizes guys beating the shit out of you. Yeah, that's... Because this is, like, considered a love thing. Oh, I mean, that's, that's one of the main criticisms of the series. I didn't the depiction was, of relationships. But yeah, it's really bad. In the first book, it was like, oh, it's probably just like she's not aware of it. It's kind of a, not a coincidence, but like she she wasn't aware enough as writing it to be like, oh, yeah, vampires are dangerous and you can't get too close to them. It's like without stopping and thinking like, oh, this is kind of sending a bad message. Yeah. Fine. In the first book. This it's just overt. Yeah. Love involves being around some physical that, harm. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. She is not aware of it at all and I'm sure after the first book came out a lot of people said hey you're writing about an abusive relationship she'd be like oh I should back down from that on my next book or I'll double down on it exactly or I'm gonna go all the fuck in (laughs) fuck you people I'll show you abusive you wanna see an abusive relationship wait till you meet uh, Emily Emily Emily. and Sam yeah Uh, when they're man again uh, (laughs) she tells them about Victoria they plan their strategy yeah. Uh, they say it would be best to have Charlie and Bella stay with them in their community uh-huh. while they hunt Victoria. Yeah. But then later, they don't. Yeah. So that makes no sense. Anyway, they're glad that they have bait now, though. Uh, she wonders why she supports and loves people who are murderous monsters. Then she reasons that love's not rational, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time that you text that woman again. <laughs> uh, Let her know that maybe it's not done. <laughs> I am almost positive I don't have to because she'll text me soon enough. You think so? I thought it's done done. I think it's done done, but... Uh, you had a follow-up conversation. Yeah. All right. But we'll see. We're getting close. Chapter 15, Pressure. Yeah. Bella spends spring break with Jacob, not living in his community, still back at her home with her dad. She learns about werewolves. They're warmer than most people. That's cute. Yeah. They 108 degrees. Was that what it was? It's only 108. Yeah. It was like yeah. over 100, 110. Uh-huh. Yeah. They heal fast and they run fast. Yep. There you go. She tells them about uh, getting bit by James and how Edward sucked the poison out of her, which is like, yeah. Jacob's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she says her feelings get hurt when she is bad mouthing the Cullens, and he says, okay, I'll stop. Uh, I mean, this entire is yeah. just worthless. Uh-huh. Uh, she says that he says he says that he'll take her cliff diving, which gets her real excited because the first thing she's thinking of is Edward. Oh, I can do something dangerous, and I'll hear his voice yell at me. Yeah. Um, they think they know where Victoria is, and they're out hunting her. Bella goes stir-crazy without Jacob around. Yeah. Uh, and I said, so, so, so dysfunctional. Such a bad message to send to anyone reading this book uh, to be this dependent on anyone else and to use them like that. Since she can't be on her own, she decides to put herself in danger again so she can hear Edward's voice. Uh, she goes cliff diving. She tries to head towards the edge of the cliff, hoping that his voice will say, cut it out. Uh, but nothing. So she jumps uh, and it's fun until the water hits her. 
She's all discombobulated. She doesn't know which way is up when she's in the water. Edward's voice is in the water with her, encouraging her to fight and swim. She's about to give up, but she sees a vision of Ed- Edward in the water with her, with no fear of dying. Wait, did you read chapter 16? Yes, I did. We're not supposed to? No. Whenever we say a number that we're going to read to, we're supposed to finish that number. How much are we reading for tomorrow? I thought we were supposed to read two chapter 16. Yeah, like you finished chapter 16. No, We've had this conversation in the past. 16. We've had this when I read up to the number and didn't finish it, and you're like, oh, it means you're supposed to finish that chapter. No, 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 no. We've had this conversation. No, 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 no. You're well, changing your own rules. I didn't read chapter 16. No. I'll tell you about chapter 16, then you don't have to read it. Well, I still have to read it. That's a gift to you I'm giving. But you probably missed a bunch of stuff. No. I take these goddamn notes. This book, unlike others, is so devoid of information, you can't miss a lot. Yeah. You can't. But sometimes you miss little nuggets like people hissing at each other instead of grinning or growling. That's a technicality. Well, that's all I really want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the actual content of the book. (laughs) The plot, as it were. Under the water, she mouths to Edward that she loves him, and then you're left to think, oh my God, she's going to drown. She's mouthing to his ghost shape in the water that she loves him. Chapter 16, called Paris, real short, uh, her head pops out of the water. I'm alive. <laughs> and then, of course, Jacob's there to pull her out. Uh, he yells at her for being dumb. She admits it's dumb. She looks back at the water and she sees a flash of red. Uh, and she's like thinking, it's like the water's angry that I survived. Um, Jacob said they saw Victoria headed toward the water. It turns out when a vampire hits the water, they can swim real, real fast. Air, just make it up on the fly. Wait, was he there? They were chasing Victoria through the woods. Oh, wait, okay. He wasn't there initially, because gotcha. he was gone and she was all alone. Like, yeah. I'm lonely, I'm going to do something dangerous so that yeah. people learn to never leave me alone again. And then she jumps in the water, but then Victoria was going after her, they okay. were chasing her. So, turns out if they get in the water, they go super fast. You're not supposed to make the connection that the red thing you saw in the water was Victoria. That's just a conversational <laughs> coincidence. Uh, and then Jacob tells her that Harry Tallman is in the hospital with a heart issue. Uh, Wait, Harry Tallman? Yeah, I remember from before he had the crazy eyes. She did dreamt about him in the woods. He was the guy that picked her up when she was like so distraught over Edward that she fell asleep oh. in the woods in the rain. Sam Uly? Was it Sam Uly? No, no, no. Isn't that who picked her up? I thought it was Harry Tallman. Who the hell is Harry Tallman? Anyways. Are you just <laughs> making up nicknames for characters? No, I forgot his real last name. Harry somebody, but I thought he was supposed to be one of the well, police Harry. search party from in the earlier chapters. Oh, uh, Okay. I can look back in my notes. No, we, let's not do that. Anyways, uh, so Harry's in the hospital with a heart attack. Bella tries to sleep. She thinks about Romeo and Juliet. Uh, what if Romeo got bored and moved on? Would Juliet have married Paris? Uh, I wrote, uh. Billy and Sam return to say that Harry died. I said, who cares about Harry? Jacob drives her home and can smell a vampire in her house. Because she's not living on the res- reservation with them where she's protected. They're still back at their house. So he's driving there, completely forgetting about the whole, like, hey, remember when we could protect you back in our community? Yeah. She apparently said no, and he's like, okay. So he's driving her back. Then he can smell a vampire in her house from a distance. So he wants to turn around uh, and get her out of there, but she sees that there's a car in front of her house, and it's one of the Cullens' car. Uh, Wow. He thinks this might be a trick from whatever, Virginia, whatever her name is. Uh, Victoria. Victoria. (laughs) So... She goes, no, it's not. And she wants to go in there. Completely shoehorning in action and drama without 
any rationale for any motivations <laughs> for what any consistency in behaviors of the characters or yeah. anything. He says, I can't bring myself to be around a vampire. So if she wants to go in, she's going to have to go in alone. He lets her go in alone, knowing that there's a vampire in the house, even though the rest of the story is like she falls down on her bike and he babies her until she's better. And she jumps off the thing and he saves her. And then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, there's a really good chance that thing in the house wants to kill you, but I'm not going to go in there. <laughs> so it makes no sense with any of the motivations from anyone in the previous chapters. I said, why? He's been around the Cullens before. Why will he put her at risk when he spends all his time protecting her like an infant? Bella walks in and realizes that the flash of red or whatever in the lake was actually Victoria's hair. Then, she's not seeing Victoria in the house. It's just occurring to her as she's walking in. Oh, that was her hair. Well, time to go in the house. (laughs) So... She's nervous that uh, she might be in there waiting for her. Hmm. She hopes not and goes in anyways. I said, why do all the logic and rules Myra set up just go out the window in this chapter? It's such a lazy way to set up action and drama. That was chapter 16, which you don't have to read now. Well, Unless you're really concerned I missed some big details. I that, like, you're, like, I couldn't. The story had no point if I missed this one thing in chapter 16 that you didn't tell me I mean, about. I doubt that's the case. Any thoughts on that chapter? The one that I didn't read. Yeah. Well, I told it to you, like a little campfire story. It sounded dumb. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) All right. Well, Ben. Yeah? We sort of had a tirade in the beginning of all our hatred and frustration with this book. Uh, Do you want to recreate that at all for your thoughts here on chapters... 8 through 16. We still have 200 Six fucking pages 16. left. I know. I know. Why is it so big? <laughs> this book is so long. And the crazy thing is, is with all of those pages... Nothing is going to happen. Nothing has happened. Basically, yeah. it's the whole point of this is There's everyone's going to come now. back. Why Why yeah. did it take hundreds of pages to officially say, now she knows about werewolves? Yeah. Why did we have to wait that long? She's quick. <laughs> Uh, I love that he also grins. <laughs> but it's a different kind of grin than she's yeah. used to. So. Uh, thus, so much of this is repetitive and didn't need to happen. This book did not need to be this big. And they only keep getting bigger. The subsequent books are even longer. I know, and you're the one that's like, we got to get back to our roots and read this. I Well, well you want to so... read more George Saunders? That was a shit episode. I'm not doing that again. Uh, Crystal Singer, that sucked. Doing the... Is Doing this? the show, the conversation is fun. Yeah. Because well, we dislike the book. It's for but the actually show. sitting down and reading it, I'm, I get angry sometimes. I know. But I get so angry that I have to show. read this. And you keep that bottle up inside you and you let it out <laughs> here in front of the microphone. <laughs> you, you push that way deep down inside and you keep an eye on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate, <laughs> I hate, I hate how it's like it's. It's so obviously frustrating that it's hard to put into words in a meaningful way how useless most of the chapters are, how annoying the main character is. And like I was saying before, this book, she knows the patterns of her own writing, which is everyone's told me I'm writing about abusive relationships. Now she's just very clearly talking about it. So this is her choice now that we are talking about how cool abusive relationships are. A dangerous boyfriend that can kill you is the best kind of boyfriend. Yeah. Also, you should be infantilized. You should have everyone trying to save you because otherwise no one cares about you. Yes. If If anyone leaves you alone for too long, go do something to get their attention so they never leave you alone again. 
I hate these messages. Yeah, <laughs> and this is a book that people love. Uh, yeah, why? Yeah, I She's choosing to say these things. This isn't an accident anymore. This is book two. She's gotten feedback. <laughs> She's gotten the notes. Like, I think people generally should read what makes them happy. And I don't... I try not to be a snob about books, but... Mm-hmm. This is troubling. People shouldn't read this. No, and it's you not You can find like, something better. It's not like... So take, for example, The Simpsons. Simpsons been around a long time. Yeah. They were sort of a, a peak of comedy in the 90s. People yeah. really loved the jokes and would quote it back and stuff. But it had the Apu problem. But the rest of the show had so much substance and value that people ignored the Apu problem. Yeah. Uh, and they even tried to make Apu like a real character with real personality and a family and everything. So it wasn't just this stereotype of a guy that works at the Quickie Martin. Yeah. Um, Ridiculous accent. Yeah, the yeah. over-the-top accent. But they still, like, over the years, sort of fleshed him out and made him, like, a real character that just happens to also be an amazingly bad stereotype and whatever. But there's the Apu problem. So you can look around the Apu problem. You know it's there, but yeah. there's so much other value in the content of the shows and the jokes that you, you're, you're able to not just stare at the Apu problem the entire time. This has no other valuable content no, in here. No, there's no redeeming... All the characters are just exist to baby this woman. This woman is horrible and has no of her own motivation at all in life. She just, where, I need a man. Yeah. (laughs) And it can't be a normal man like Mike. It's got to be a dangerous man. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be a dangerous man. And then also like all the horrible messages about abusive relationships and everything. It's like it, it's got the Apu problem and nothing else. Drives me crazy. Yeah. And, uh. It's bad. We're going to have a whole other episode about this. Yeah, because we have to finish 200 more pages. Well, at least we know Edward's coming back. Someone's got to save him. Do you think he is? <laughs> I hope so. I like I'm not so sure, though. Like, you looked at me with some real concern there. <laughs> do you think he's coming? I kind of hope he comes back. Do you yeah. think he's going to do it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's coming back. I suppose he might. I don't know. We'll have to keep reading and find out. I don't know. The, uh, I think she probably put a lot of, like any good conspiracy theory... You could start reading into these chapter titles and try to figure out, like, what's coming up. We got The Visitor. We got The Funeral. Ooh, I can't wait for The Truth. So, oh, an epilogue treaty. So I'm sure everything works out in the end. <laughs> they maintain the treaty. Oh, so, yeah, so that, yeah, so that kind of just gives it away, doesn't it? Well, we do have the oh, benefit. All the werewolves and the vampires are going to be friends again. We well, not do, friends. We but have the treaty. benefit of yeah, knowing okay. that there's more books. So I yeah. guess back in, what, 2004? Four or five when this thing came out. I think it was two thousand eight, actually. Was it for this yeah, one? This one, yeah. Well, when this came out, uh, maybe people thought, "Oh, I wonder if this is the last one." And then, uh, but we know yeah. there's more books, so no. we know that the vampires are fine, and we know that the wolves are fine. They're probably just gonna be friends and fight crime together. <laughs> <laughs> so, <sighs> complexities in the story? No. There are none. No. You got any more? Uh, you got any? I did a big rant there. Do you have any thoughts, Ben? No, I'm just... I'm tired. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm generally content with my life right now, but when I read this book, I hate my life. You do? Do you have a tough time facing the world after reading about <laughs> watered-down shitty uh, vampires? Yeah. And, well, that's the magic of uh, New Moon. Yeah. So, are we going to try and do this next week? Or do you need a break? Well, I think we should try and do it next week because, sure. well, that's the magic of New Moon. Doing this every week is it's the magic of <laughs> Book Boys! Oh, you did do it. Ah, God, that was like getting slapped in the face. 
All right. Yeah, just anything to make you feel alive. That's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah.